Hi everybody, welcome back to the Entrepreneur Series. Today we have somebody very, very special on, on the podcast slash um, video recording. Um, we have Marquise Benoit from Omniverse Financial. And today our main goal is we're gonna to try to talk a little bit more about finance and from his perspective, what he wanna talk about, um, teaching the youth, um, some of the things, the projects he's been working on. And also, he's a huge, huge fan of, of, of football or soccer, as the Americans will call it. So um, I'm going to toss it to Marquise for Marquise to go ahead and introduce himself, and then we're going to get this conversation flowing. All right. Well, great to be here. Um, I'm delighted that you came in to do this. I do enjoy uh, giving back to the youth, which, which is why we, we really talked about and about doing this. But uh, first about my company, we're... Uh, Omniverse Financial is a small firm here in the heart of Worcester. Um, what we do is we basically are a multi-line uh, insurance agency. Uh, you know, we, we have a, a strong staff and um, we, our primary, um, we have a niche. So uh, we help teachers understand, uh, you know, their retirement, their pension systems, and also anything else that they may need in terms of insurance. So. Uh, our niche is uh, the educators market. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we extend that to their family members and everyone else too. But um, you know, we, we we do enjoy going into the schools, and there we also get the opportunity to work with the students too, right? Do yeah. some education for the students uh, on many levels. Um, of course, my topic, my preference, is usually um, anything that deals with um, finance or economics. So, thank you, thank you. And um, some reason this is very the line the line is very flat when we have profile talking so hmm. let me uh thank you so much um for having me today um so you know earlier we were, we were having such a great conversation that i had to get the recording going <laughs> before <laughs> before we didn't do any recording at all <laughs> so you know let's let, let's 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 you know start by throwing some some, you know, I want to throw some questions at you before we dive into kind of like the free fall and then we just have a regular conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when, you're an entrepreneur. So when when did it like hit you like, you know what, I could do this. Like I could follow my own dream. I don't have to follow the regular conversion path where I could work for, I have to go work for corporate or I have to do some, every, you know, the hamster wheel, nine to five and do all these crazy things. I could kind of, go do my own thing and um, that will work out and I'm okay with it if it doesn't work out because I think that's the biggest fear as an entrepreneur. Yeah, um, I think uh, from a very, very young age, um, my, I, had, I had some great influence around me. Uh, my dad used to own a bakery. Okay. And, uh, and he also owned a transportation business. Oh. Uh, so at a very, very young age, he, he used to have... Uh, a, a strong staff of people working for him. That always fascinated me because I just like the people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no other reason. I just like the people. <laughs> I thought they were great people, you know. Um, but I remember very vividly he'd, he'd have a, you know, a stash of cash here and then uh, a regular notebook, mm -hmm. which today would be a spreadsheet. And a bunch of you know, <laughs> you know, today we, you know, we we'd go online and we get our spreadsheet yeah. or whatever we use for that purpose, and then we'd open up our bank accounts mm -hmm. online, and we kind of like do it that way, right? We download what we need, but that always uh, fascinated me because uh, he, he gave him a lot of flexibility, right? Mm -hmm. And if you speak to my older brother, he'll just tell you, oh, he just gets that from from dad. He was always wired that way. Um, I was always fascinated by that. That's, that's number one, I, I think, from a very young age. I think that's probably the biggest influence, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the second thing is, um, to me, uh, the biggest risk someone can have, for example, in, is to go work for someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to put a cap on how much you can make. Mm -hmm. And also, they can let you go at any given time. So hopefully, you, you stick around for 30 years, but... 30, 40 years, but nobody does that anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, the average person will have six, seven jobs. So to me, that's high risk to mm -hmm. begin with because I'm not controlling much. Right. You know, you're, not, you're not in charge of your own destiny. I'm not. I'm Somebody not. Well, else is. If you think about it, um, I'm limited 
and the amount of money I can make mm-hmm. um, based on the skills that I'm providing uh, to that company uh, they're obviously making a lot more off mm-hmm. of those skills than I am because they're able to pay me whatever they're paying me so therefore I, I must be adding a lot of value right mm-hmm. and, and secondly if it ever comes to a point where they feel as if I'm no longer uh, an asset they can just let go okay now you know try doing that for 30 years and they realize they can get a young kid you know for half the price they mm-hmm. probably do a lot a lot more than you can at that point right and they just bump you off and they go to retirement so to me that's always been a risky um, uh, that, that, that's that's really the second part of it and the third reason is because um, over the years I've learned to be um, very disciplined um, so combine that with the fact that I was influenced early on and and realize that um, working with somebody else is not always the the, the most the you know economically uh, I would say uh, you know when, when you talk about economics or finances it's, it's not the safest route to take mm-hmm. and, and then I'm, I'm really disciplined and driven so I think those are the biggest three things that really drove me okay. and then and then from that point forward I really needed to um, figure out what, what I wanted to do you know the what really what really stuck out to, stood out to me was you know the controlling your your own like asset your skill set right yeah. controlling that and that goes back to the conversation we were having earlier like somebody could just come you're giving it away so they're taking it because right. you're giving it to them and um you know it's true that in today like a lot of big companies are laying off the employees you, you know and I, I had a conversation with one of the employees that were because my company did like a big reorg was like in the newspaper and everything sure the Boston Globe and everything and there was this woman who worked we were in the same female I think live in the same area um she was just like one of the one of the people that sat by me and she had been with the company for 30 plus years like you said that's not the norm anymore and then there was somebody else who had been on the company for like five years and right. that's that's her second reorg in five years and the first time she had to make change and move the second time she had to make change and move again. Um, but the lady that was there for 30 plus years, this was her first, well, well I don't know, but this one impacted her because she's been there for a while. Right. Like, what is your skill set, your skill set going to translate to 30 years? Exactly. You know? And she was like, I'm just going to take the money because, you know, they were given a big severance, know, severance yeah. especially for being there for 30 years sure. and you gave a kid, you get everything. Right. So, yeah, and good thing is she had a lot of network, and I've learned from her. Sure. She was like, like you saying, like, it's my skill, right. right? If, God forbid, that happens at that moment, like you said, seven plus jobs. No, she, she probably got another job elsewhere, but now she has secured some, a little bit more security. Right. Um, and I think that's the scary part is the security. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I haven't been there that long. Right. I don't have that security. You don't. You know, so... That's why I love being an entrepreneur because even if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. I'm still taking chances. I'm still doing my own thing, taking the risk that I want to. If if I fail, it's on me. Sure, it has not. My 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 faith isn't in somebody else's hand. That's correct. And so you you control a lot of uh, what. First of all, if you're gonna be an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have vision. Mm-hmm. So you you in your head you you can see what you want to mm-hmm. accomplish and what it should look like, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, the logo of the company, to the people that are working for you, or the establishment, if you happen to have one, a physical establishment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I had all that in my head. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when you walk through my doors today, mm-hmm. you see it. Mm-hmm. And so you control a lot of that too, because no one can see it but you. So you have to have vision. Uh, your mindset's just as important. So what, what that means is, you're, you're, you're going to be willing to take these risks. You're going to be willing to take calculated risks. Mm-hmm. And also, you, you're going to educate yourself so that when you take the next set of risks, they're educated, calculated risks. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the important thing is you're in control. Yeah. You're in control. And there's no limit to it. There's no limit to it. There's no limit to how big this can get. Right. There's no limit. Yeah. 
you know, how do you know what limit? You, you, if you don't set one, there isn't one. Mm-hmm. You can have 30 people or 30,000 people mm-hmm. be part of it. So, you know, those are the things that excite me about being an entrepreneur. That's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's again, I'm on the same page with that. I feel mm-hmm. like you can't just, you know, especially today with the technology and right. everything that's out there, you can't just sit back and be put your, like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here for 20 plus years and don't improve myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't do that. Forget it, because the next wave of kids who, who, who have the, uh, the improved version mm-hmm. of yourself, uh, you're out the door. Yep. And, and quite honestly, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a small business. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if my own uh, team isn't um, self-improving mm-hmm. um, to, to keep up with everything that's really, be- basically, you can see it as an upgrade mm-hmm. for everything that we're doing today in 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be different mm-hmm. if they're not willing to stay with it and sort of like, uh, you know, kind of like educate themselves and, and see that it, the importance of going with that. Mm-hmm. Well, the kid coming out of college who already has this skill set is going to be far more efficient. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what, what am I to do? I mean, they're going to be more efficient, mm-hmm. more productive, you know, probably cost less. Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> less experience, so, less you pay them. <laughs> so yeah, it's high risk. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but having said all that, um, I do think um, people need to have that mindset. If you don't have it, it you're, it's going to be a trial and error type of thing. Uh, you know, there there is a certain type of person um, that does become an entrepreneur. You you can become that person, but not everyone's cut out for it. Right. You know, like the guy who's going to be uh, a doctor is a special type of person too. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't be one. Uh, my problem is, I wasn't sure that if I went to school for, you know, twenty years, and owed two hundred grand, uh, you know, whether anybody was gonna, be, you know, what I mean? right. that's a yeah, yeah. No, it's I, just like my mindset wouldn't allow me to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know too much. I mean? Yeah, it, that's it's just like yeah. no, I I kind of like want to get out and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the road, the, the next person who might have taken that route could could be as more successful as successful mm-hmm. as I am but would have been happy in our own uh, respective professionalism you know so it's not for everybody uh, yeah. you know don't don't kid ourselves here we, we you know it may be your calling my calling but not the next person calling yeah um, but it, it, it is it does take a special kind of person to be a successful entrepreneur it does yeah, and that was that was one of the the things that you know we as in like my my nonprofit. That's one of the things we went through was um, understanding who's gonna be in the front, who's gonna be like watching and like not watching but mm-hmm. being behind the scenes doing sure. all the greedy needle work. Right, sure. you're still an entrepreneur. You're right. still like breaking your own trail, but you're right. just doing it differently. Yeah. Roles. It's different roles, and I think it's key for people to understand your role as an entrepreneur. Like you don't have to be the guy that's like, yeah, look at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you could be the guy that's actually providing um, the graphics, the recordings, the editing. Yeah. The you know, you're yeah. still bla- blazing and helping yeah, um, sure. the the main cause. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now let's 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 touch a bit on I guess your financial background here. Um, you know. Earlier, me and you, when I first came and I was talking about how I got started on a financial trail right. and my my uh, I became very passionate and energetic about it, which led to this nonprofit. Um, one of the things I always wonder was um, the whole idea of financial freedom. Mm-hmm. That means different. That, that that's different to everybody. Sure. Um, so is there any like, what should people expect or what should people be thinking about? I guess, you know, the basics, the underlying basics of financial freedom. Sure. Um, it, it, the, the important thing is that financial freedom means different things to different people. Um, it's definitely subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone who's never had any money, if they make a million dollars, they can say, oh, my God, you know, I'm financially free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this person may not have a lot of liabilities, a lot of debt so on and so forth, right? And you, you you then move over to the next person who be making who, who may be making uh, four hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. If you give them a million dollars, they're gonna love it, but they also know it's that's only, you know, 
couple of years mm-hmm. of income for to them. And, you know, that big mortgage and those cars and those trips that they like to take, mm-hmm. uh, that million could be gone within, you know, six months, right? So it's really the financial freedom is subjective, right? Therefore, uh, it, it, you, you must have, uh, you must establish goals. What is your, what is, you know, what does financial freedom mean to you? Mm-hmm. What is oh. that goal? You know, and I'm not posing a question directly to you, mm-hmm. but you, sure you can interject, but it's like, okay, what does it mean to you? Okay, that's number one. So you have to establish, uh, you know, goals. So in other words, if I wake up someday and I say, man, you know, uh, I want to, I want to be, uh, my financial freedom would be to own my business, um, have a strong team, right, mm-hmm. working um, together us to reach whatever goal we set for that business and in 10 years I'd love to see the business basically run itself financially where there's no debt mm-hmm. and I can pay myself a, a salary and not have to basically uh, work long hours right right with my team at that time would have been s- in such a, in a uh, an advanced place mm-hmm. that it would work well right so that this this thing is maybe now I'm, I have yet to mention an amount of dollars Right. It's not a set amount of dollars. I, I want to have an establishment where I can say, okay, I am going to pay myself a salary. I'm going to have a strong team behind it. Everyone there will be um, very well off financially as well. Mm-hmm. But that financial freedom will be uh, the establishment I create that's going to generate this year in and year out. Right. This is revolving. So to me, that's what it may mean. But none of it happens if I don't set goals I have to set financial goals um, you have to uh, secondly I would say uh, you, you have to pay yourself yeah, there's a rule uh, you always put away 15 to 20 percent of what you make no matter what um, you, you know m- most people sort of like they live paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. um, what you need to do is if you if you feel as if you, you you're living paycheck to paycheck then you, you must learn to live below your means so you can put money away. Um, so uh, let's touch let's yeah let's touch up on that because I feel like that's more to me that's more important to the younger or even the older um, a lot of older people <laughs> every yeah but I feel like younger people coming up out of college right you know you went year like four years or like however long you were in college for without having that income mm-hmm. you finally get that income. And then I feel like that's a that's a trap. It's a trap for you because you finally hit hit. The, you know what? You want to be able to live at least the, a certain lifestyle for a bit because you were stressed and you were mm-hmm. for four. Years. That's 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 an excuse, right? That's an excuse. Mm-hmm. But how how do you get your mind? I guess you know. What I mean, like from your perspective, how how does a person get their mind right to be like, you know what? I need to be disciplined. I need to be financially capable of saying no, no to people mm-hmm. uh, you first I think you, you have to be exposed to the information mm-hmm. uh, so someone has to be out there teaching it to you and you, you have to go out and, uh, and apply it uh, those are just habits mm-hmm. those are those are um, great financial habits so no matter if you make a hundred dollars um, you have to put fifteen dollars away mm-hmm. um, and then learn to live on 85 bucks mm-hmm. that's that's the bottom line um, uh, you know, I have a 16-year-old daughter, and she's learning it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, first of all, you have to you have to learn to be self-sufficient and independent financially. Um, yeah, most of her friends don't work, but that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. It's their problem. Right. Because what I'm trying to establish with my own kid is the habit. That's where it all, uh, that's the root of the issue. Right. I know you mentioned before, that would be great for young people to, to uh, yeah, you're right. Because when you develop those habits, it just becomes a norm. A young teacher, and I deal with teachers all the time, mm-hmm. a young teacher um, is going to go getting out of college, like you were saying, to your point, and they're going to get this contract that probably they've never made that much in their life. Mm-hmm. Someone like me has to come in and say, listen, it's very important that you put away 15% of what you're making right now. It isn't... What, what that amount is, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the amount is. Mm-hmm. What's important is the habit. It's the habit. 
because once you get accustomed to putting away a certain percentage, when you start making the big bucks, you're going to have a lot of money there. Yep. And you, you know how to handle it. You're accustomed to Yeah, it. you know how to handle it. You're accustomed to doing it. Yeah. Therefore, it will not be something you see as a big pot that you need to jump in and, and waste. So no, it's 15% or 10 or 15% is what I made. And I need that. And, and so that's, that's another uh, important component. But so when I first started out, um, I wrote out my fresh, uh, my, my, after I graduated and I lived in Boston for a year. Um, when I first started, I was like, I was living similar. I was living paycheck to paycheck because I have student loans and I was living in a very expensive area. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't get a roommate. I lived by myself and I realized that wasn't sustainable. Like you said, mm -hmm. and it was because somebody did tell me like, Hey, why are you living here exactly. in especially it's like why are you out here all the way out in Boston when sure. you can move a f a further down a little bit it might be painful to commute in but it will benefit you greatly yeah. and it did in the long run yes it really did yeah. you know what I mean as my income increase right I'm not I'm putting that away or I'm, I'm, I'm spending on something else that's important and we talked about like I, I I was able to purchase a home because I did that. And exactly. a year after I graduated, no, two years after I graduated, I was mm -hmm. able to do that. Exactly. And that was because somebody went out of your way to like tell me, exactly. read these books, do this, do this, and boom, you could do this. And I think it's very important. And I wrote, I wrote an article about like my financial freedom, how I got going. Yeah. And the same thing, like I'm, there was a rule that um, I read. I don't know if it was uh, through Tony Robbins or mm -hmm. some other financial person. Yeah. That was the 80-10-10 rule. Um, you know, and now it's like I'm my goal is to push as further to maybe 60, you know, to uh, 30 to 10, 10 being the leisure sure. and 30 putting that away mm -hmm. in a way for um, future, you know, whatever happened because yeah. the world is chaotic, right? Yeah, so I don't, yeah, it's, it's very chaotic. So I agree with you, just just, just build great habits. I mean, yeah, if I, if I had to, um, and I sometimes I get the opportunity to talk to young people about this and, and my own daughter for that matter. Is, you know, here, here are a few basics that I'll, I'll, I'll touch base with them, okay? So you gotta have goals, mm -hmm. okay? You have to learn to put a percentage of whatever you make away. Just put it away. Um, that's gotta be part of your DNA. Just get used to it. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, I had two parents who taught me this from a very young age. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think my parents ever made, as professionals, mm -hmm. let's just say, you look at my professional life and theirs, they've never made as much as I have, mm -hmm. yet they have just about everything you need. Mm -hmm. They have a car, they have the two homes, they have, what the heck are they doing that? Well, they, they, they put away a percentage of what they make, they live below their means, right? Um, you know, but some of the basic other thing is they, they have a budget mm -hmm. and they don't stray too far away from it, which is really important. Like, you know, we're, we, we don't go out to eat, you know, my parents will tell you, we don't go out to eat more than this many times a year, a year. Um, you know, partly because they just don't like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But even if they did, they wouldn't. Because yeah, right. they, don't, they just don't waste money on things. And uh, get you, one other thing is, I haven't had a, a credit card in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal back then to me. Because I needed it back then. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Well, especially when I was in college. But my dad never had one. Was, you know, so he, he tried not to carry a, a car payment. Mm -hmm. Because he goes, those things are just on wheels. Right. The minute somebody hits that, it's gone. That's it. So why would you want to put money into that? You know, I'd rather put my money into a uh -huh. home. Real estate. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, the, the guy was not uh, formally educated. Right. Uh, to you know, by common means, sense. But yes, well, <laughs> hard knocks and yep. common sense. Right. Part of everything he needs to know. So those are applied knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he learned it through school, hard knocks. And he applied it and mm -hmm. just passed it on to his kids. So therefore, I want to pass it on to my kids. Mm -hmm. But those, I would say those are fundamentally for me. Look, I don't own a credit card. Um, today, I may want to mm -hmm. uh, just because some benefits that come with them. Right, the cash know, back yeah, stuff. Exactly. It's different. That's a different reason. Yeah. Uh, it's been 10 years since 08. I said, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make sure uh, my lifestyle does not revolve uh -huh. or depend upon uh, you know, credit cards. So ever since I haven't done it, and you know, I had to purchase a business, I had to purchase a 
you know, right. of, uh, me then still catches the car and everything else. So the, the point is, you know, know what your goal is mm-hmm. financially. Put away what percentage that you make. Live below your means and then take cash for everything. Mm-hmm. Where you don't physically have to take cash for everything. You don't have to stay away from the credit cards. You just can't afford to pay cash for it. Don't lock it. Yeah, that rule. So, you know, we were talking about uh, making sure you don't own any debts, pretty much. Um, that you don't need to. Right. <laughs> exactly. The credit card life, right. uh, the car payment life. Yeah. Those, those uh, are probably the, the two biggest ones. Yeah, and I'm a, myself, I've fallen victim to that. And no matter how much I learn, obviously, there's more to learn. Um, you know, I think I've, before, I, my family, one of the things that they taught me was don't ever buy, like you said, a car without, you know, having the money for it. Sure. Always buy a used car. Yes. Don't go buy a new car. Yes. And don't finance a car. Don't, you know, don't lease a car. Right. But, I, you know, when I move out and I, I, I did well until, like, I moved to Worcester. And then when I moved to Worcester, I became very clingy to the amount of money that I had saved up. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I need to build my credit. So let me go finance a car. Okay. So that's what led me into, so, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people listening that might be doing literally the same thing that I'm talking about. Um, so I went and financed my, my first car and I, I should be done with it uh, next year or even at the end of this year if, I'm very, if I care to be aggressive. Um, and I, I did that. And then next came the credit cards. Um, I did it. And it, again, it's a habit where I like, it was my every again my fault one hundred percent because I knew what I was doing, and I knew I shouldn't be doing it, but I did it. You know, it's like it's like, all right, I need this car so I could put this on to increase my credit. I could because I was so driven to buy a home and yeah. I wanted to increase my 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 credit so bad. Sure. So I started and I was paying off. Mm-hmm. I'll pay everything off. You know, so there's nothing left. And then you get into the habit of of like. Yeah, you know what? It's you know I love looking at my money sitting there. Why pay everything? I'm gonna pay a little bit here, yeah. and I pay the rest next month. And then you like, oh crap! There's charges to that. Yeah. You know the the hidden fees, the interest, yeah. all that. Yeah. So, I mean, I fall, I, f- I fell into this that cycle where, you know, recent recent years that well the last year, that was what I fell into like traveling. I love traveling, so I've been traveling sure. a lot, and I, I always put on my card, and then when I get back, I pay it off. Sure. So I started doing that as well, and I, I mean, I, I was paying all of it off, but the problem was it caught up to me because there was some that I left on um, that I never, like, oh, I, I guess, you know, I always paid this, but never pay like, the little bit that was off, and it started adding up. Um, to recently, I just I decided, you know what? I didn't go as far as you you're, you went, as I'm not, I don't want any cards. Yeah. No. Yeah. But what I, what, I, what, I, what I plan to do is, I don't want to have any external debt outside of my my student loan in my house. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was doing, um, uh, you know, as you know, I do financial planning. Yeah. And I, I do a lot of retirement planning, especially mm-hmm. that's my specialty. Um, and I sit with a bunch of teachers, explain to them, mm-hmm. you know, how their pension work, when they can retire, what age, mm-hmm. and how much that that really that number would be mm-hmm. uh, for for the year and for the rest of their lives and everything else. So. And I, I was sitting there, I was, I was doing one for uh, an older gentleman. He'd been retired for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. And so, long story short, uh, he has two properties uh, valued over $12 million. Okay. So, yes, they, they're like little strip malls. <laughs> yeah. They, they're valued over $12 million. Yeah. He does not owe any money on them. Wow. So, it's all cash flow. Uh, I think his cash flow is over... Uh, close to $600,000 a year. So um, so we're meeting mm-hmm. at, at um, you know, uh, the coffee shops because we had met before. He's come mm-hmm. here. Come, I'd, I'd gone to his house. But at this this point, um, I'm waiting for him at the coffee shop, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm kind of, I've never seen him drive any cars because I don't know what his car looks like. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask him. So I'm waiting and waiting. And, you know, cars drive by into the parking lot because I had a window seat. And, you know, and then he comes in. I was like, where, where did, did you I, come from? I was like, where, where'd you come from? He goes, I said, I said to him, where's your car? Um, this guy pulled in. I think his, um, this was this year. He drives a tan 
Toyota Corolla from uh, 19, no, 2011. That's what he drives. <laughs> that's what he drives. Oh, I go, that's great. I go, that's uh, great. I go, whose car is that? He goes, no, it's mine, sir. It's your car? Yeah. He goes, I don't carry um, uh, car loans. No? Nope. I said, how about credit cards? He goes, uh, yeah, I do have them, but I pay them off every month. He says, I don't carry debt like that because it costs too much to carry that debt. That's what he said to me. You know, it's very consistent across the board with people who are uh, frugal mm-hmm. and have a clear understanding of law, what some of the basic rules are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and and we had a conversation about, you know, uh, you know what, what the next plan should be, mm-hmm. uh, this, that, and the other. And uh, he said, he said, I'm sorry I'm late, he said, but I was coming from, you know, such and such place. He said, what's going, on there? what's going on there? Well, he's buying another one. Oh. He's buying another one, right? He goes, but the guy wants too much. So how much does he want? He goes, he wants 10 million. He says, the numbers only work at 8.5. Why is that? He goes, because my cash flow from here Mm -hmm. is going to pay for that. Mm -hmm. And if I take it, exactly. You know what he's not doing? He has the money in the bank, you know. Yeah, he's just... He's not using it. Yeah. He has other things he's going to use it for. He wants to leverage... (laughs) <laughs> okay. risk okay so then this is someone who's oh by the way you know if you saw him he's just a regular guy oh yeah I mean you know that's what usually happen with rich like rich people that don't wear the Gucci belts no, and the, the expensive cars and keep it up with the Jones he has a beautiful home right mm-hmm. and I talked to him about this because one of my questions is usually when I'm doing planning, of course, what's the uh, balance on the mortgage? Because I do not carry one. And he goes, I paid for that house in 14 years. No, I'm sorry. He said he paid for the house in in seven years. Mm-hmm. He had to take money out to do some things. Mm-hmm. But he never he's never carried a mortgage for in his entire life mm-hmm. for more than 14 years. So, you know, now... I'm not suggesting that someone shouldn't have a mortgage because there are some benefits to having that as well. Right, right. You know, but the point is, uh, he understands that uh, carrying certain debt makes sense, but others make no sense. Okay, um, he could probably buy a better car. Oh yeah. But it makes no sense to him to 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 um, it, spend money on something like that. It's a depreciating asset. Well, it's not an asset, first right. of all. So there's a loss right out of the gate, and fundamentally, he can't see, he can't allow himself to do it. it. And how much money he has is irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. So, if I were to speak to you, mm-hmm. the next person, and the young person, it's like, yes, buy a used car. Um, do the best you can not to carry a balance or, or more, you know, a, a car loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and simply make sure that uh, if you need a credit card, you're paying them off because those are the two worst things you can have for a debt. Car loan and credit card. Oh, credit card? Yeah, two of the worst ones. Well, I, I'll sit here and I'll, I'll do, I'll, you know, I'll do some planning with some people and I'll ask them, so what do you think I have y- your credit card um, balances? Mm-hmm. They'll tell me, I don't know, between the four probably $13,000, right? I said, okay. Uh, what is the interest rate? They don't know. I said, I, I want you to stop right here. This is where we stop, and this is where we start the mm-hmm. plan. Because if you're if you have a thirteen thousand dollar debt, then your interest rate is eighteen percent. Is it a wonder where your money's going? No, no, absolutely not. So that's where we really, really get down to business. It's like, no, we gotta stop that bleeding first before we do anything else. Right. Okay. So you know, if so, if I had to speak to anyone who's young and who's trying to understand, uh, when I sit one to one with anybody that I'm doing planning for. Uh, we'll always want to make sure that they're not bleeding money out. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, two of the ways that you normally do. Because right. people want these things, right? They want plastic and worry about it later. And they want, they so want true. a car that they don't need. <laughs> yep. They no. want the whip that they really don't need. Uh, so, you know, you know, I, <laughs> I want to slap myself because I'm... So. I, because I, I, I take that to heart because I, I pride myself on like financially being better and yeah. keep growing. And I found like I was regressing financially. And I, 
in terms of like smart decisions. Like after I got the home, I feel like I lost my focus, mm-hmm. right? Like recently, like literally two months ago. So my one of my family members works for BMW, okay. and you know we, we get de- like we get deals on deals oh. on deals, and I don't own one, mm-hmm. um, but he was like, hey, I have one that you know you could pay cheaper payment, okay. you could okay. pay cheaper payment than your current car, right? And then you could save some money then. So I, I was really thinking hard about it. So I, mm-hmm. It was perfect. I could you know save money, get a better car, but then I mean. You know, I I like talking to older people, people are older than me. So I, I threw the idea around to my mentor, and he, he you know he said, you know, he was like, I mean, if it's cheaper, and you do need a new car, and you're gonna save some money, then do it. But other than that, if you don't have them, don't do it. What get the BMW? Right, for cheaper than my current car payment because it was used. It was used. It was a a little later model, like 2013. My I have a Nissan 2010. Um, the mileage is, is mm-hmm. like 62. The mileage on the BM was like 50. But then I'll, I'll get it on a, a, a sure. cheaper monthly sure. um, finance. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, cool. Then I was like, all right, that's actually, okay. So he's, he's, he's thinking along the lines of mm-hmm. if he's going to save me more money in the long run. And I have, because I needed a four-door. I have a coupe. I needed a four-door. I don't know why I got a coupe. When I, sure. I got a coupe to be selfish when sure, I, it was just that's, me. That's now nice. I have... You know, kind of a family, a little bit of a family. So I was like, all right, I need a four door. So everything is catching up to me. So one of the biggest yeah. things that my mistake was getting a coop. Put that out there. Okay. Um, I talked to my barber, who's also a speaker. Sure. Um, he's a personal barber. You book an appointment, you go sure. sit in. Um, and I was, you know, me and him have great conversation about the culture, sure. um, life, everything. And I told him, I was like, oh yeah, so you know. Because he was looking for a car, so he brought it up to outside my mind. Mm-hmm. He looked at me like, buddy, I should cut your whole your, mm-hmm. with, with this brick. What's yeah. wrong with you? Right. He, he flat out told me, like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. You know, he was like, it'd be nice to get that BMW, right. you know, but you're young. Don't be stupid. Don't ruin your future. If you get that BMW, you're not thinking about the oil, how expensive that is, yeah. the changes. The gas you're going to put in is going to be different than my current car because sure. you need when it's something breaks, mm-hmm. how expensive that's going to be. That's correct. You know, and the, I didn't think about none of that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's spot on because that, that's what I would say to someone. Too. That's why we don't get uh, luxurious automobiles because the cost of keeping yeah. it, the maintenance and the cost of having it is much higher. So uh, he just pointed out to you uh, from, um, you, you know, the, the basic maintenance, mm-hmm. which is probably quadruple what you were doing mm-hmm. before. Um, I'm giving that to my current car. Yeah. I just drive bad yeah. gas and that's it. The gas. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, um, the insurance. I, I didn't even think about that. I was like, so. oh, I work for an insurance company, so I get a, like a 50% discount. But I was super happy. And I, he, after talking to him, I really went back on fire, man. So I literally, after I walked out, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. No. And that was one of the things that could have sent me back mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. The credit card issue, um, one of the things that, you know, maybe, I don't know what you think of this. I, I started reading a book called um, uh, Start Late, Finish Rich. Mm-hmm. I forgot who's by. And one of the things that he mentions, um, one of his skipments, like, you know, if you have, like, to stop the bleeding, one of the techniques that he mentioned was, you know, if you have, like, one card and you're carrying balance on it, or if you have two cards you're carrying balance on it, mm-hmm. just call another company that has zero zero interest transfer. and transfer. You know, that never occurred to me to do that like two years ago. Yeah. But first, you have to know what your interest rate is. Right. Oh, you I, I know my... Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be... This is what I was saying earlier that, you know, the balance is one thing. But if someone says, hey, I have a $13,000 balance, but my interest is zero, just make, make your regular payments yeah. and keep it. Yeah. I mean, it's costing you nothing to borrow the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, even the guy who's rich mm-hmm. fundamentally will not do it because he does not want to borrow money at a high cost mm-hmm. on something that is not secure. That you, you have a credit card bill, it's not secure. There's nothing there. Right. It's not like a house. What are you going to do? You can't sell the credit card. You get, you know, there's nothing Right, there. right. So it doesn't make any sense to pay a lot of money to borrow that money. It makes no sense. So yes, he's right. 
you're, you need to know what your interest rate is, and that's what most people don't understand. But overall, overall, um, the, the rule of thumb is not to carry any balances on your credit card at the end of the month. You know, so if you can't afford to pay it at the end of the month, do not charge it. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And, but those are very basics. Um, I would say if someone like yourself wanted to get a, lo- a, a luxurious, um, you know, auto or mm-hmm. something luxurious, um, you have to plan for it. Right. You have to have a goal for it. Okay. Um, I do have plans. I like cars too. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I drive a Nissan. It's paid mm-hmm. been paid for for years. Mm-hmm. I don't have those those things that I'm talking of. So therefore, um, I, I definitely practice what I preach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love cars, um, and I'm actually planning on getting a car mm-hmm. no time soon. But I know what I want, but I'm also budgeting for it. So what that means is, um, I have young kids. Once I know their college education is paid for, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna designate a certain amount of money, and I'm gonna get myself uh, a, a car. Yeah, and it's go- it's going to be an invested amount for that purpose. So in other words, I, I take what I invested there, yep, and I make money on it mm-hmm. for a number of years, mm-hmm. and then when that time comes, and considering all the other um, priorities taken I've care been of. taken care of, yeah, then I'm gonna get myself that car, yeah. Uh, but it would have essentially um, been not a sacrifice uh, directly, a direct sacrifice to everything else that's a priority. You understand what I mean? So if you want to get a BMW someday. I think you should invest money. Make sure you make an X amount every year mm-hmm. for a number of years, and then when you reach that number, mm-hmm. you buy that car back. If you never accomplish it, then you don't get the car. So there's no, there's nothing against getting that luxury, but you also have to take into account what the cost of keeping that car is. Mm-hmm. My brother has an M3, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't have a, a, he never had a, a loan. Right, and and he knows what the cost of keeping that car is. Right, and he budgets for it. There's a cost of keeping my used car. Mm-hmm. I know I put away about eighteen hundred a year because mm-hmm. I have a, a used car, and at some point it's going to need maintenance uh, and maintenance. little fix ups yeah. and so eighteen a year. Yeah, somewhere around there. You know, it's a lot cheaper than a car loan in North America. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of times nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what so, another thing, you know. That's on the hook, man. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that I realized too is like, I don't go anywhere but from work to home or like doing these, yeah. you know, going to visit people and that's it. Like right. I, yeah. you know, I don't do anything extravagant that you know I needed. You know, I I wanted because you know I lo- like I love like you said like I love the interior, I love everything about it. Right. But it was a want, not like something I needed. Yeah. You know, I could get it cheaper four door. Sure. Right, I could get a cheaper four door. You know, I could, you know, sell my current car, or trade my current car in for something that sure. would would be cheaper, because the mileage on that car for how old it is is mm-hmm. is really good. Right. right. So I could, you know, I could make money off of it by turning it. Obviously, I you want cause, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, get what I could, you know, a lot of value there. Yeah. So the mileage is important. So, but yeah, so that that would be some of the base. I don't. I know uh, we we definitely um, talked a lot about that, but I think it's that important. Mm-hmm. I do. It's a rule of thumb, you mm-hmm. know. So, uh, you know, and, and some of the other things that I would mention to um, young people in general is, and people, I say young people because the reason I say that is because the younger you start uh, at creating great habits, mm-hmm. the more likely they are to stick because mm-hmm. then it becomes part of your DNA. Um, but, you know, the habit of um, reading uh, for, yep. for the purpose of self-improvement. Yep. And I'm not suggesting, you know, just read to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, read for s- purpose of self-improvement, right? Um, if, if, you're, if you're an athlete and you want to improve your performance, mm-hmm. I would say read uh, books that are gonna, that's going to help you self-improve mentally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, that mental. All right, so I, I would say, you know, do those things for the purpose of doing that. Um, and I think I think uh, young people should learn to um, uh, do s- some form of physical uh, exercise mm-hmm. uh, three four times a week no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. Um, scientifically, uh, it, it releases uh, endorphins and, and such to really gen- to to help you 
to have that kind of um, energy you need throughout mm-hmm. the day. But also, uh, especially athletes, and I'm an athlete, mm-hmm. I've been an athlete all my life, uh, it, it sort of like becomes an addiction that's mm-hmm. good because uh, you always feel good. Yep. Um, and I, I, would, I would strongly encourage any young, young kid to do that. Um, because it's it, how easy it is to get up and eat the wrong things and, oh, yeah. and not exercise. And <laughs> you know, it's easy to do. Yeah. But it's also easy not to do. Yeah. If you get into those right habits yeah. young. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Habits. So, habits. It, it really is. Um, I think, you know, the reason you and I are sitting here is because we want to expose, mm-hmm. you know, young people to that, that sort of uh, um, information. Right to teach them yep. and mold them. Yep. And I think that's really where you know that that's number one. So if they're not exposed to it, they may have to figure it out themselves. So that may be a long, you know, winding road. But I would definitely those are the things I would add. I said you know physical exercise on a regular basis. That's why athletes, a lot of them, they they become successful people later because they understand, um, you know, the, the the whole process of being disciplined mm-hmm. or while you're in season certain things you can cannot do uh, if you in fact are going to be uh, an important part yeah, of your team exactly you know what I mean like uh, I know in college I was a college athlete uh, you know t- two days before a game there's certain things you can't eat drink mm-hmm. so on and so forth during the season there's a whole bunch of things you couldn't do that we normally would you know mm-hmm. um, and I think that creates a lot of great habits because um, you know whenever I want to tune in and lock in I go right back to those things mm-hmm. Uh, granted, it, it's for different purposes, different goals, but I think fundamentally the habit, um, you know, the habit of locking in and, you know, having these things in place and really sticking to it, I think that has a lot of value. Um, so I, I would encourage people to do that too. Uh, but lastly, what I would say to young people is uh, learn to uh, surround themselves uh, with uh, people who've been successful. It's, it's yeah. really important. Um, the, your sphere's influence is tremendous. You won't believe it. Um, I was very fortunate. I had I have four older siblings. Um, they all kind of kind of like influenced me in positive in, in a positive way mm-hmm. throughout my entire life. Plus my two parents. Mm-hmm. Those are my strongest sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. But what happens with that is you sort of like and you, you, once you 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 your influence in that manner. Mm-hmm. You tend to find other people, mm-hmm. friends, you know, immediate other family mm-hmm. members, which basically become an extension of your family. You sort of like look for that same type of people. So if you're not fortunate to have that, because I was fortunate, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need to verbalize that to them. And and you know, do you have a mentor? I have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then surround yourself with people, who, who successful people who've mm-hmm. done it. You know, so. Yeah. But those are the things I would add, really. You know, um, it, it's really a bunch of um, great habits and then and, and being influenced by the right people around you. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, no, I I agree 100%, you know, and to add on to what you were saying, I think mentorship is very, very um, key to whatever you want to accomplish. You need to find yourself a mentor, and I feel like I wouldn't be on the path I am on now right. um, because I've never had a dream, like, I was had entrepreneurs in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad owned his own business right. for years. My mom also owned his, her own business for years. You know, growing up in Africa, they you know start stuff. Sure. And a lot of Africans have that entrepreneur spirit because you're always okay. starting businesses. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're a seller, you're a buyer. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always had that in me, but I never like it was it was never like exposed until I started working for mm-hmm. corporate America. Sure. And then once I started working for corporate America, I realized like what we talked about earlier. Yeah. I don't want to give my asset away sure. for free. Where yeah, technically you are, because they make millions and millions of dollars, and well, you, you get you get like a little slit sure. of the park. I mean, obviously they have their own stuff; they have to pay for it. Sure. But then I realized I could take that skill set and get a hundred percent of that. Yeah, you can. Um, you know, so it's it, you know uh, it you can the, the potential is there, and once you do, once you establish, I'll tell you what. Um, when I when I was in college, because I was such a uh, uh, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Yeah, welcome to the uh, Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, playing soccer. And I was playing soccer with a bunch of guys. Uh, I think there were 18 different nationalities on that team, right? 
and we were good. And what I what I didn't realize, what I realized after, mm-hmm. was that being surrounded by um, people who who are um, goal driven, mm-hmm. skilled, mm-hmm. and successful, that it becomes contagious, right? It, yeah. Okay, so now you're living by a higher standard. Do you know the first time uh, we went to the NCAA fi- uh, Final Four, mm-hmm. right? We came back, and I remember a football player said, hey, did you guys win? I said, no, we lost. You guys suck. You know, but <laughs> it, But what he, was, what he was alluding to is that the year before, yeah, the team won the whole thing. Yeah. And I was oh. So you kind of dropped. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. held up against the highest standard. Now, yeah. he was joking. You understand what I mean? I'm about to say Final Four. You know? Yeah. You know, because he's obviously joking. Yeah, yeah. Had we never been there before, then I would have been a big accomplishment. There'd be lines going around the corner mm-hmm. to congratulate us, mm-hmm. right? But the problem is, they'd won it the year before. Yeah. Now we go to the Final Four, it's like, man. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you know, you still got, you know. So it, it's it's sort of like you, you, you're held to a higher standard, but mm-hmm. why? Because now not only you, were you very successful anyway, other people start to, uh, you know, hold you in a high regard too. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the way you look at it. Really. And what did, what did that do for us? Mm-hmm. You know, the last two years, right, we won it back to back because we... <laughs> We wanted the first year. We were so fearful of mm-hmm. losing the second year. <laughs> you went harder. We went back and beat everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, so it was like, no, leave everything at home. Don't bring the rain. Don't bring this. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it away. You know, we were so fearful. We mm-hmm. didn't want to go out as losers, right? And again, what that taught me was, uh, basically, it was like a, a lot of um, life lessons that mm-hmm. took away with it. I mean, success has a price too mm-hmm. and it has a standard and, but once you accomplish it you now are driven by, by it. right right so therefore start to accomplish young you know yep. start accomplishing young yeah because then the standard is gonna propel you to do even more and um and, and those are those are the things that you know sharing that story with a young person listen you know you're not gonna be happy with the final four right Okay, because mm-hmm. you know what? So what? You made it to the final. Guys before you, who were better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really? Now I'm gonna show you, we could be even better, right? So the next year, the next year, the next year, you're striving for the excellence. And when you do accomplish the excellence, you're so afraid mm-hmm. that you're gonna drop off. You go back and try to accomplish. It. So if you get into the habit of, you know, getting small, small, big accomplishments is all very important, mm-hmm. right? the accomplishment that matters you know um, I, I know uh, m- my wife and I we're you know we talk about these things all the time and then my my kids will come to my uh, my room mm-hmm. in the morning and my daughter said that to me this morning so is your bed late already you know and I said that's the first accomplishment of the day mm-hmm. when I get up I make my bed man <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. At least you accomplished that day, that something if you didn't accomplish anything Part else. Of our team, we're, yep. we're, you know, athletes creatures of habit anyway. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even understand like how uh, disrupted it feels if my bed's not made, mm-hmm. right? So I make my bed. You know, it's, okay, that's that's an accomplishment. It's organized. It's it's neat and organized the way I want it. Then my clothes go on top of my bed. Then I shower. Then I get dressed mm-hmm. and I leave. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. My day flows from there. Um, most would say, yeah, so what, man? It's not a big deal. Okay. But that's a habit. Right. That's my yeah. first call. Every morning I get up, I accomplish yep. things. And I recognize it. <laughs> that's true because I remember um, me, me and my senior that we tried doing the same thing where we tried to make the bed before. We, we tried for, and I felt, it felt different. It really did. It felt different. And then, like, you know, I, you know, being, being a, she's in the school system, so. It's different where, she, you know, she got the summer, mm-hmm. so she will be home, right? And I'm I, I work from home remotely too, so it's like you get into the habit of like, hey, like I get up and I go work, mm-hmm. and you know she might be still because I'm up at like six, mm-hmm. she might be still sleeping, right. um, 
And so that was like a habit that was like would be inconsistent for the both of us. Mm-hmm. So then I realized that one thing that I needed to do was find something that was me, right? So I started, I read the, the, these uh, scriptures that my father sent me. Yeah. And I read that every, I used to read that every morning. I felt I was so successful in my mind. Mm-hmm. Every time I read that, like everything was just, mm-hmm. because I, I built that habit of like, I kept doing it for months, for like mm-hmm. two years I did that. Yeah. And I feel like, again, like I was telling you earlier, once I reached the pinnacle, for me, mm-hmm. um, my biggest goal in life, um, well, until I turned, before I turned 30, was to buy a home, mm-hmm. right? So after I accomplished that, my next goal is to retire when I'm 45. So it's like, now I feel a little bit lost because even though that is my goal, I don't, being an entrepreneur is how I get there, but it's like, the steps to get there, I haven't defined those. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, that goes back to like, what is my habit? How can I get to that, yeah. to that point, right? Um, of retiring when I'm 45. That doesn't mean like I'm not, I just don't want to work for anybody when I'm 40, yeah. when no, I reach that I age. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. It's like having those habits, I felt like I was so much better. Like well, completing one little thing. I was like. Yeah. It is. I mean, small or big, mm-hmm. every accomplishment must be recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the day, um, throughout the week, next week, um, you know, as a matter of fact, it's not a bad idea, right, to, uh, you know how sometimes we, we make a to-do list? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's important to make an accomplished list at the end of the day. Yep, I have that in my, uh, you know, um, yeah. and it doesn't need to be, yep. uh, you know, a long task. It, yep. it just has to be. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. I got these things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I know you do because if yeah. you have if you have a a to do list, you cross things off, yeah. which becomes our oh list, man, it feels know, so good it, it, psychologically. Yeah, it feels so good. It's like like I have you a list, <laughs> like just to cross it off, right? yeah, oh yeah. Even things that so I did two saying? days ago, I'm like forgot yeah. to write this down. See? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and my brother is like, the same way. He's very, you know, like he said, yeah. He goes, yeah. I write things down just to cross it off. Yeah. <laughs> like I write it right in the moment, so to just say, to do it. Cross it, it off. It, it's you know? <laughs> um, small or big, man. Get used to it. Yeah. Like, you know? So, so essentially, uh, what we want to ex- expose young people to, all the, mm-hmm. we want to say, the lack of, of all the good habits, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the success habits. You know, have them, build them, live by them. Um, you know, if if I told you. This is amazing. Like I learned so much f- yeah. from you today. Uh, you know, afterwards, you know, after the mic's off, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions that you know might as personal. So, you sure. know, we're not yeah. gonna have that recorded on here. Yeah, um, no so, you know, I really, really appreciate you coming on the on the yeah, podcast as well, and also on the video recording. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this I'm just I'm just stunned by some of the stuff that you know I hadn't I didn't have like all of this in mind, but mm-hmm. I'll. 
able to talk about some of these stuff that is just and I hope it benefits everybody that's listening yeah. as well mm-hmm. so um, on that note um, I want to thank everybody that's tuning in I want to thank you for you know you know having me here today to record this 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 um, beautiful podcast like video um, that we're gonna be posting on our website anansi.com we want to tell me where people could kind of find you um, if they want to contact you uh, for help in retirement and also insurance yeah absolutely um, our website is omniversefinancial.com okay um, so you can just go there contact us um, you know quick note on what mm-hmm. you're looking for uh, the way we work really is if someone were to contact us and we, we sit kind of like what we're doing mm-hmm. here and we have those conversations mm-hmm. and it's like, kind of like a four-step process you okay. know? Uh, you know, tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you'd like to accomplish, and I'll go back and sort of like put something together for you, and we can talk about it then. And then at some point, you know, you may decide to, yeah, I mean, these one or two things right here, we want to put it in place, and that's the relationship that we do. Uh, you won't see us in, you know, big yeah. ads and things like that. Yeah, you keep it. Uh, we keep it, yes, the way yeah. it is. And I also want to thank you for what you're doing. I think you're doing great things, a lot of potential, what you're doing. Um, I'm definitely in support of it and, and on many levels. Uh, my contribution uh, has no limit. As, mo- as long as you want to have those types of contributions, please uh, reach out to me because I think a lot of people can benefit from it. So thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day and uh, tune in for the next recording. Thank you.